Lingo para gringo Escucha y aprende conmigo Estamos hablando contigo Y tu madre, y tu padre, y tu perro caliente Welcome to Lingo para Gringo. My name's Aaron Brown. I'm here today with the beautiful Milena Brown. Hello. Sir David Humble. Hola. And we also have a special guest today. <laughs> Asaf Zentler. Shalom. Shalom. Yeah. Oh, shalom, shalom, he said. And uh, Asaf is joining us here. Asaf has won the award. He is a perennial winner of the Most Loyal Bro Award for the Catamaran Adventure Charters because he comes on the sailboat more than anybody and we always have a good time. So, uh, thank you, Aaron. Asaf is also from Israel. That's right. Correct. And he lives in Miami now, but he also worked on Wall Street for years and years, right? Yes, roughly 13 years. 13 years. And that's why today's whole episode is going to be about Wall Street and investing your money, Money. be it in English or Spanish or Hebrew or uh, and finance and any other things that we can conjure up that uh, are in that genre. Get your wallets ready. Get your wallets (laughs) ready. Send your checks. If you have any complaints about the show, please write them down on the back of a $100 bill yeah. and send them to 780 Northeast 69th Street, <laughs> apartment four. All right. Um, so anyway. By the way, that's why I'm always uh, thinking that people that teach other people how to do money, all those coaches, they charge you for it, right? So if you really had the secret, why would you charge them to teach them how to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is the secret of making the money. I think <laughs> the secret is to coach people and to take their money. I think. Um, how do you say the secret in Spanish? El secreto. So, so el secreto es the secret is el secreto es ser coach. In Spanish, we say also coach. Coach, or like really? my father would say, coach. Coach. <laughs> we talked about this on a recent episode. But I, how I've do you just say this. invest? Investing. In invertir would be invest. Invertir. Yes, investing would be invirtiendo. Invertiendo. All the verbs when it's with ing, it's endo, ando. Okay. Inventierdo. And Asaf lives in Miami now, but you speak Hebrew. And English. True. But now you need to learn Spanish like the rest of us who lived, who wound up here. Yes. So in the middle of my life, my journey took me to Miami. And this is where I set my home and raising my kids. But no background of Spanish whatsoever. And after two years, didn't learn a lot. So this podcast is right up my alley. All right. So um, how do you say I worked for how many years on Wall Street? Thirteen. I worked for 13 years on Wall Street. Yo trabajé por 13 años en Wall Street. Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> no, we call it la bolsa. La, la bolsa? bolsa? Like the bag? The bag, yeah. 
Really? Yeah. You call we Wall Street la, la, la bolsa. bolsa? Yeah. I guess that's where you keep the money. But we say La Bolsa de Nueva York. Really? Yeah. La Bolsa de, de Nueva York. Yeah. So say that one more time because we're gonna get we're gonna get Asaf repeating some sentences here. Okay. So. Yo trabajé. Yo trabajé. Trece años. Años. En la bolsa. En la bolsa. De Nueva York. De, de Nueva York. De Nueva York. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You understand That's what you how said we say there? New York. Yes, yeah. I worked for 13 trabajé. years. Trabajé. <laughs> trabajé as I worked. I see. So yo trabajé seis años en Alaska. Perfecto. En un bote de pescado. Oh my Is that right? God. Yeah, that was a perfect. Fishing boat <laughs> and a bote de pescado? Yeah. No, bote de pescar. Do, bote or bote de, pesca. de pesca. Oh, bote it's de bote pesca. Bote de pescado. Pescado, it's when they're already it's dead. Dead. Oh, okay. But not cooked. Oh, wow. Okay. When Very they specific. have been, it's like saying fished. Uh huh. Pescado, exactly. It's like fish, but it's already cooked. Okay. And what, what's it called if if you cook it? <laughs> um, Peces? Then it will be pescado. Co <laughs> cocinado. <laughs> cocinado. No, no, no. It's just, I don't know why. There was a difference between... What's peces and pescado? Well, that's the difference. Because this is... Peces. This is the thing so, about Wall Street is that the it, difference it, it between... It can take you to the sea, suddenly. That's the thing. Yeah. That's it's the, right down so the street from the ocean. There's that's a lot of pestas in the sea. Yeah. You just need to invest and get yeah. them. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And so... And you can get some fish. Okay. So, pez is one. Okay. But it's alive and it's swimming. Okay, pez. Peces are more than one. And they're alive and they're swimming. Pescado... Means is dead. It's either food, it can be cooked or uncooked. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I correct myself. It can be cooked or uncooked, but it's already dead. It's you know out of the water. It has been fished. All right. And pescados would be if it's more than one. All right. I'm glad that we have done the definitive understanding of fish and their multiple states of life and death, and we can tag that on this episode and. It's like a cow. You say yeah. it's a cow, and or then it's beef. or it's beef. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't really have that distinction in English. We don't really have that distinction for fish. Well, you don't say I'm going to cook up some. Cow. You guys don't even have a distinction for one <laughs> no, fish. No, but we don't have that distinction one, for fish. Which drives me crazy. Uh, yeah. You guys say no, one fish yeah. or eight fish? No, eight fishes. No. You would think. I mean, you can say fishes, but for me, that's strange. <laughs> no, because somebody, people love to correct me. <laughs> so and somebody will be like, it's fishes, darling. <laughs> but and it then is they relevant. make a face like, oh, it's cool no, thing. It's fish. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, back to Wall Street. I'm curious. I'm very curious about Wall Street because, so, so Asaf, would you, would you describe. Like when you were working at the height of your powers on Wall Street, just describe to us what a day of somebody of an investment. What were you? What was your job title? Investment banker. You were an investment banker. What is the day in the life of an investment banker there? Like what when you woke up in the morning? So how early would you have to wake up? So I'll, I'll take a quick step back to the fish conversation because okay. it's relevant. Sorry. You there's a saying right? You don't 
give somebody a fish, you might as well give him a hook so he can go and fish more fish, right? Yeah, teach him how to fish. So that's basically the basic of investing. Ah, look at that. And what's mostly happening in Wall Street and investment banking is part of it, you're the hook because you're facilitating the deals. You're not necessarily investing when you're an investment banker. Mm-hmm. You're connecting, you're a broker. You're connecting between a company that needs either investment in equity, you know, they need a partner, or they need mm-hmm. debt, they need a loan. And what you're trying to do is get that company to issue that equity or debt, and then everybody else, the investors, to invest in that. So you package it up. And lawyers and investment bankers are in the middle between the company that actually generates the fish, the fish and the fishermen. Okay. Very interesting. Very nice. All right. So uh, I like how, you... how this all connected. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. This is f- there's philosophy, there's money, there's water food. and food. It has it all. Everything, but I think Spanish. <laughs> no. We had some Spanish. No, we had some Spanish. So, so walk us through the day in the life of being a fishing hook in New York City. So, being a fishing hook in New York City, you do not control when the fisherman comes for the fish. Okay. So. To your point, how early or how late you wake up, this is the first thing that you lose in your personal life. You lose control over your job. It's not like a boat where I can tell you we're going to work between four to seven. If a company on Friday decides that they need money on Monday, you've been working all weekend to put the package together to sell it. But Mm -hmm. you could have periods like 2008, like Corona, where everybody's scared to move any money whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And all you're doing is waiting, what we call on the beach, related to you, and it could be for weeks and months until the market comes in and becomes busy. Really? So really, you're just following the market. You are. You are a hook. You are a fishing hook, basically. You're facilitating the fishing. Okay, so on average, you would wake up not too early or or very early or something like that. So on average, I would say um, 70 to 80 hour weeks. Right, so okay. think about it, 10, 11 hours How would you say, baby, I work 70 to 80 hours a week? Yo trabajo entre 70 y 80 hour, horas por semana. Okay, so yo, what was the, say that one more time fast now. Yo trabajo entre 70. Entre? Yes, yeah, that between. Was, between, that's like, between, okay. Entre 70 y 80 horas por semana. Okay. All right. So anybody listening could say that about how many hours a week they work. How do you say about how many? I work about how many? Okay. Más o menos. You would say. Más o menos. Yo trabajo. Yo trabajo. Or you can say como. Yo trabajo como siete ocho horas por día. Okay. Como has many, many, many meanings and yes. uses. Yeah. So he could say, yo trabajo. But it's like saying, I work like seven or eight hours a day. Yeah. But if you're working 70 or 80 hours a week, you you would say like, yo trabajo como cuarenta, uh, not cuarenta, um, catorce? Setenta? No, like 14. Ah, catorce. Catorce horas por día? Something like that, 14 hours a day or 12 hours. Yeah, and here here comes the, the twist. Um, <laughs> this is the hours you're in the office, right? Historically, yeah. like cranking things out. But you never, you're never off the job. Not at Friday at 11 p.m., not on Saturday at 6 a.m., 
emails you always expect it to, to answer you can't like shut off for 12 hours and not pop up yeah that's why they become like a love of the wall street The Wolf of the Wall Street. The Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. Like all ambitious and all <laughs> in the phone all the time and in a rush. Yeah, that's totally. It must be so very stressful. How? But when you're in New York with, you know, eight million people around you and all of them are that type, you don't see anything else. You don't see errands. You don't see Milena. <laughs> <laughs> sitting in a floor with, with Just, you know, 150 other people that are all in the same state of mind. Wow. That's it intense, must be intense. Man. And it's a reality show because at the end of the year, they rank all of you. You know, the top 20%, they will find a way to kick them out. The middle, 20 to 80, will get a certain bonus. The top, the rock stars will get, you know, a huge bonus, which is why they will work more than 70 to 80. They will work 100 hours a week. And wow. the concept of FaceTime comes, comes into play where people just don't leave the office. And yeah, wow. The power of money. Yeah. How and and like the guys at the top of this level, how long can their careers span? Are there people who keep this pace up for their entire lives, or do they? Is there an average amount of time that people burn out after? That's and what incredible. You know, I I can't see how you can do it for a long period of time. I think the average I read somewhere uh, of years that somebody survives on Wall Street is four to five years. It's wow. like being an NFL lineman or exactly. something. It's just the hitting instead of getting, you know, in the helmet. You, yeah, you get it to your soul. And in the heart. <laughs> exactly, yeah. man. That's intense, man. I Also forget about a girlfriend or like the lifestyle must be or writing very limited. That, or Anything. writing that novel you've always wanted to write. Forget yeah. about that. Or playing guitar. Or playing guitar or, <laughs> or writing that romantic or comedy you were you were thinking about. But hey, nobody makes you do it, right? You That's true. You, you actually work 20 time. years to get to that point where you're lucky enough to sit in that seat. No, and yeah, also right. if you think about it, if you can do it in for four or five years and then retire, it's totally worth it. Yeah. You have the rest of your life to scratch your belly as pleased. That's a theory. And I just realized that on a podcast, I did the quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I okay. need to adjust to the concept. <laughs> we do that all the time. <laughs> The facial expressions don't translate so yeah. well. <laughs> people um, can hear them. They say, like in the phone, if you smile, people will hear it. That's true. So how do you say the average person in Spanish? La persona promedio. Promedio? Yes. Promedio is average. Yes. And does that go for anything that's average? Like this is an average yes. hamburger. Mm -hmm. Es un hamburguesa promedio? Yes. Regardless of it's feminine or masculine? Yes. Like promedio? promedio? Yeah, because you're talking about a thing itself. What if it's an average girl? Yeah, okay. How do you say it? it's an average girl? Es una chica promedio. Really? Wow. And how do you say career? You can say it's a six. <laughs> <laughs> She's a five and a es half, six. Es un seis, okay. <laughs> See, it's all about the numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's all about it the numbers. It comes all about the numbers at the end. <laughs> And how do you say career in Spanish? Carrera. Carrera? It's the same as race? Yes. 
It is a race at the end, no? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. God, you're on I know, fire right about now. Baby, <laughs> no, I'm getting contagious. He's his Martinez next yeah. to me. <laughs> One more of those quips and you're going to burst into flames over there. Um, so the average career of a Wall Street investment banker is four to five years. ¿Cómo se dice en español? El tiempo promedio de trabajo en la bolsa es cuatro o cinco años. Cuatro o cinco años. Okay. And just so you know, la bolsa means bag in Spanish. I don't know if you knew that or not. Did you know that? I think she referenced it earlier, and I didn't completely get it, but now I get it. So but it's you work in the bag. You work in yeah, the bag in of the bag. Wall Street. The bag of New York. Okay. We say that, like, the is bag of... a bag of, of money? A bag of... I don't know. I guess it probably work. is the what bag is of money. Yeah, I, would I don't know where the term came from, but everybody calls it La Bolsa. And there's La Bolsa, there's the Colombian Bolsa, I mean, too, you know? Like, why do we call it Wall Street? Why is it Wall? Because there's a street. There's called... a street that's W A L L. just called Wall Street. But right? who's who's Wall? That's <laughs> a good question. Well, if that maybe there was a named... long wall. <laughs> if that street were named Jefferson Street, it would be called Jefferson Street, right? It's just the name of the street, right? Yeah. yeah that's, okay. That's where the, the thought... tulip exchange was back in the day. Maybe it's because the things were so tall, the buildings were so tall, they looked like a wall. I don't know. Oh, that can be. <laughs> I'm pretty no. surprised I don't know that. I'm a I'm a factual person, you know. And I, Wh where did this wall come from? Yeah, well, let's get back to that on maybe on the next episode. But um, so, how far away from Wall Street did you live in New York? A commute away. So actually, most of Wall Street these days uh, is in Midtown. It's actually not in Wall Street, which is downtown where. Um, mm. So we were lying all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's a saying. It's it's now at this point it's a feeling. You you're in Wall Street, but you're never actually on the street itself. It seems huh. like you could be kind of pretty really? mobile. Well, we're living in an era where everybody's remote, so yeah. nobody's in Wall Street I'll anymore. Say that to my boss. I have a question. <laughs> I'm trying to work from home. He's like, no. So, when you when you see the New York Stock Exchange, right? And somebody rings the bell and there's all these screens everywhere. I don't I know nothing about this. And all those guys are running around on the floor like what the hell is going on there? Is I mean, are there still people actually doing something down on that floor? Like don't isn't everything digital now? What is going on with those screens and all those guys on the floor? I mean, so, I literally know nothing about. No, you're you're right on both sides. On one hand, the world does you don't need to be physically there, right? Historically, this is how you make deals, right? You sign a contract, and I'm doing again with my hands, but you sign a contract to buy a certain stock, and the stock was sold because you signed it. There was no computers. Fast forward to today, everything is done on computers, but and so you don't need to actually physically see the person. On the flip side is what is a computer? It is how close are you to the network? And how quickly does your trades come in? And that's in a milli, millisecond. I don't even know, you know, the, the the fraction of that. Yeah. So, if you want to make a transaction today, and it's all, and you're a day trader, so all you care about, you know, is one cent, one second. You cannot sit far away from actual Wall Street where the servers are. So if they move the servers mm -hmm. to Indonesia, everybody will move to Indonesia. But they happen to be actually in Jersey. So actually, the real traders are sitting in Jersey next to the Wall Street servers. <laughs> what? 
but that's that's physically what's this is the physical um, aspect of being in Wall Street today is being close to the server. Mm. Wow. So all those guys that are down on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange when they ring the bell in the morning and they're just there just to be. Yeah, I think the volume is at this point, it's like 95 percent of the people that are on the floor are not there. And the five percent that are don't really have to be there at this point. It's just an office where everybody comes in. But, but really? they're not, they're they're not they yelling and down. screaming anymore. No, no. Did you spend much time there when you worked there? I was. I wasn't there even once. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I should stop asking you questions. But about the it, vibe though. there must be <laughs> insane. Yeah, I, I came as a tourist, but never for work. It's at this point, it's a couple TV stations it's with screens behind them and yeah. kind of like the offices of the of the stock exchange. Oh, okay. So. That's, you know. But that's I how you learn. Most people have that, that perspective of this is what investing is, right? Screaming at each other and changing stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what the it used to be. Yeah. 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 Well, that's interesting. Okay. So I'm definitely learning some stuff. But you, so then you had an office then. So you show up at an office in the morning and you just get to work on the computer. Calls and computer and emails and stuff all day. Basically, uh, what's exciting about it is you're in the middle between a company that is looking for investors. So your boat, let's say mm -hmm. Jim wants to leave and you don't want to do it by yourself, right? You need some help. How are you going to find? <laughs> how are you going to find somebody to invest in your boat? And how much is a boat worth? How much is your operations worth? It's definitely mm -hmm. worth now more than it was before Corona. That's true. Yeah. So you get a call from a company saying, hey, I need partners. Or I need dead investors. And okay. you're like, okay, so let me look at the boat next to Aaron. How much is it doing? Is it doing the same amount of business? If it's doing more, why is it doing more? Oh, maybe Aaron can hire help and operate it 16 hours a day instead of eight hours a day. Yeah. So maybe I can sell it as if it's working 16 hours a day. So this is the kind of work you would do on any business that you were trying to buy or sell or... Exactly. And I was focused on technology companies. So all of the um, internet companies that were small and growing up, so GoFundMe, Square, you know, Dropbox, yeah. those types of names where they were small, they had an idea, but they grew up and they needed funding because they were burning through cash. So that's where Wall Street comes, takes a company that has a need for capital and tries and matches them with somebody who wants that risk profile. Ah. And if the company is not doing good, you sell it anyway and you... Well, that's the magic of Wall Street. You're you a broker. Some makeup on it's the not thing. your problem anymore. Sure. You're just ah. the middleman. You're we the have middle a man. saying in Spanish, pintar de negro lo que está sucio. Like, you paint in black what's dirty. Exactly. Or that's you, what they do. Or you Very broom nice. it under the, under uh, the carpet. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> sweep it under the carpet. <laughs> that's what happened. Did you hear what happened with WeWork? Uh, no. It's a big debacle. So they were... You know what WeWork is, a shared office space. They were raising based on valuations of tens of billions of dollars. And they put an IPO, which is basically, you know, trying to paint the the the, yeah. the the table in a certain color saying, oh, we're the best business in the world. Turns out, you know, they're paying huge rents. They don't have a lot of people renting the offices from them. Yeah. But they didn't disclose it and they painted it that way. And uh, and eventually they lost 90% of their value because they painted it the wrong way. Wow. Do you think they'll recover? Well, they could have recovered if Corona didn't hit, but That's with Corona true. hitting and nobody wanting to go to shared office spaces yeah, and sitting on a the same table, that was a dinosaur final. Now, yeah. yeah. 
I always wondered how that worked. They have such prime locations in Brickell and in right in downtown Miami in these super hip spots with these giant, like, thousands and thousands of square footage. And Starbucks and, and, and everything. Everything inside. Smoke and, and like, mirrors. Yep. Do you need to... Why? You could do everything from your house that you could do in that well, place. Well, no, because if you need to see clients... Then you don't want to bring them to your house. If you are, for example, he has to meet some clients. I guess, yeah. To do business. And so it's a super nice space where you can look very professional bringing your clients. And you pay maybe 200 a month because you rent it only Mondays 10 to 2. Yeah. If you want to it's, mingle with lots I of sexy singles too. I guess. <laughs> I always thought it was exactly. a great idea, actually. It's... But yeah, well, now true. with coronavirus, I guess no. But before, I I always thought it was smart. But this is exactly the job on Wall Street. A lot of people had the same reaction you guys had. This looks too expensive to be financed by small business owners who yeah. you know, have monthly rents and will leave you. The business totally. go out or if corona hits or whatever. But all you need is to find one investor, and they did, which is SoftBank, who put in, you know, based on a valuation of $45 billion, it dropped to $8 billion. But the mm. bankers put them together, and there was one person who believed in the vision, and that's who funded all of these fancy offices. Huh. So to your question originally, what happens you know, if deals don't go wrong? The bankers at this point already left the deal because they already found an investor for the mm. company. Wow. They don't care. In this case, they'll get sued because they didn't disclose, theoretically, right? That's kind of like, the, did you really tell us what's in, in there? Now, how do, you say, how do you sue somebody in Spanish? How do you say I'm going to sue you? Yo te voy a demandar. Demandar? Yes. A it's demanda, a, it's a suit. A demandar is a no. suit, like demanda. a lawsuit. Demanda, demanda is a lawsuit. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I had to get sprinkle some Spanish in there. <laughs> Can you just recap everything we talked about in Spanish there for one second? Are you serious? No, I'm not, I'm not serious. <laughs> So uh, I'm like, so, there was some fishing at yeah. some point. I think we work no es bueno. Okay. How do you say we work in Spanish? Nosotros trabajamos. Nosotros okay. trabajamos. We work, um, ironically, doesn't work as a business. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> we don't work. We do not work. Well, we, we fail. Can be, we used to, can be called we used to work. We are unemployed. Is what it should be. How do you say we are unemployed? Nosotros estamos desempleados. Desempleados. So, yo estoy empleado be I am employed. Yes. So, this would be negative for Desempleado. some words, yeah. So for for Asaf, he you are now employed by University of Miami, right? Correct. So you could say estoy estoy uh empleado. Empleado. Yeah. Estoy empleado de No, you can say either soy empleado de or oh, okay. estoy Empleado por. Estoy empleado por. I am employed por. by or I am employed of. Okay. So estoy empleado por. Por University of Miami. Estoy empleado por Universidad de yes. Miami. 
de Miami. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is too late. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> so I have another question about stocks and investing that I, I don't know. I have no idea, um, but I would like to know. How is it determined how many shares of stock there are for any given company? And for example, how many shares of Microsoft stock are there? It, can you even know that? Great question. And very, very simple. It doesn't matter. Uh, so oh, last week, Apple, which is now around $450, they announced they're doing a stock split. Yeah. So they're doing a four to one stock split. So instead of 400, it's if you own 100. one share, you're going to get four shares and it's going to be $100. When is that happening, by the way? I have no clue. Um, soon. They okay. announced it. So the idea is that people that cannot invest $400 yeah. would go in and cannot buy a stock will go and buy it for $100. The opposite of that is Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, where the last time I checked, the stock price was $200,000. Wow. He, he never did a split. So he has a low number of stocks. Apple has a big number of stocks. Which company is worth more in your mind? Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway or Apple? It's just all how you divide it. In, in my mind, which one's worth more? I would guess Apple, but I really don't know. Exactly. So Apple, even though it's a $100 stock, is worth more than the $200,000 stock. So, and it doesn't matter. As a matter, company. But is there an actual number of Stock yeah. units. There yeah, is. Yeah, it's in the, There's an answer. For, for Microsoft, that. it's in the hundreds of millions or billions. Yeah. Hundreds of millions of billions of shares. Yeah. Because their stock is only $200. Exactly. And I'm like, how can, I was wondering, how can Microsoft stock? So they must have split many, many times. Many, many. So if you take $200 times the number of shares, you'll get what the company's actually worth, which is we need to roughly a trillion and a half. So. Do you, divide trillion and a half by the number of stock, you'll get to the $200 share price. But it, the number wow. of stocks is the one thing that doesn't matter. Wow. That's crazy. Now, um, esta loco. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and when do you think Tesla might do a div divide? Or it, have they done one? Because their stock has gone from like $200 to $1,400 recently. I see you're following. And... Uh, yeah, but it's like, I don't want to buy Tesla stock at $1,400. So Why not? Well, I mean, I guess it would be a smart move. But, man, it's like, how much higher can it go? I guess Berkshire Hathaway can go. But you should buy low, no? Well, but it's like, well, <laughs> that maybe is, that is low. That conversation is being discussed on CNBC every day for 30 minutes. What you just summarized very simply. Yeah. Well, we expect you to have the answers. <laughs> well, the, the, the wide range says it can go to 6,000. So it's saying okay. if they have, it's like the Bitcoin theory, which everybody was expert on, you know, six months ago. <laughs> if it replaces gold and gold is worth 100 billion, then you have Bitcoin, then that's how much a Bitcoin should be worth, you know, a gazillion dollars. Yeah. So the theory is if Tesla has 20% of the car share in the world and they make $1,000 per car they sell, this is how much profit they make. It should be worth six thousand dollars. You you have exactly the same people saying they should go back to two hundred dollars because they'll never make a dollar making physical uh, yeah. product these days. It's all internet, and this is a physical company. This is not a yeah. technology company. This is not a high tech company. Yeah, this is a nuts and bolts company right. that's so, like actually producing you know physical things. So the objects. range is a hundred dollar to six thousand dollars. 
and you make your your choice where you think it's worth. Okay, that's very interesting. Muy interesante. So uh, <laughs> throw in that Spanish. <laughs> We're gonna keep it in Spanish, but you know what? Our gringo listeners they need a they need an education in this kind of stuff. I think we all whether do. it's in Spanish or not. Um, but I also know that you speak Hebrew, right? So um, let's get a couple quick Hebrew words in for the for our listeners. All right. Okay. How do you say yes? Ken. Ken, no. Lo. Lo. Ken and lo. How do you say thank you? Toda. Toda. How do you say you're welcome? Bevakasha. Well, that Bevakasha. Was, slow that one Bevakasha. down for me. Bevakasha. Bevakasha? Yes. Bevakasha? Bevakasha. Exactly. Bevakasha. Bevakasha. Um, so, so how do you say yes, please? Or yes, you're welcome. Ken bavakasha. Ken bavakasha. There you go. I forgot please already. <laughs> say it again. No, we didn't say please. It's you're welcome is please. It's the same word. Bavakasha is is please. You're welcome. Okay, bavakasha. Here you go. Is is, and thank you. Toda. Toda. Okay, and um, hello. Well, that's Shalom. how I open. There you go. <laughs> exactly. So hello. Universal okay. word. Shalom. Did you know that before? Yeah, I work with all Jewish. Okay, good. This and is this is Miami. <laughs> There's so plenty. Latinos. And I, I know Mechuga also. Nice. Loco. <laughs> so and I'm very curious about this Shabbos Goy thing. Yeah. <laughs> How Wait, does that what is work? this? You know what the Shabbos I, I am the Shabbos Goy. For who? I think <laughs> I don't know, man. What is the Chavez? I don't going? even know what this is. That the, sh- it, the Jewish mind came up with very um, smart ideas on how to bypass God with the laws He gave us. <laughs> so God said, "You rest on Saturday, which is Shabbos, and you don't do anything. You don't turn electricity on. You don't work. Yeah, okay. You don't drive your car. Nothing on Saturday, if you believe those those, those rules. So." People who need their AC turned on because we're in 2020 in Miami, but you're not allowed to press a button and turn the AC on. What do you do? You, you call, call somebody the, you who call doesn't. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So yeah. press the button for me, then it's okay. <laughs> what you is the name? It. What is the name? The Shabbos Goy. Shabbos Goy. So Goy is a foreigner. Shabbos is, is uh, Saturday. Shabbos. So yeah, he's okay. the foreigner of Saturday. So if, if you want to rent a sailboat on Saturday, but you don't want to drive it yourself, you don't want to turn there it you on go. yourself, <laughs> there call you the shop is going. There you go. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was thinking. Huh. So that's very, you got to know that. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty kidding. impressed that you knew it. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, plus all the best comedians are always Jewish or Israeli or something that's like that. That's true. And so there's a lot of Jewish content in comedy, it, just in general. Like all my favorite, you know, Larry David, Albert Brooks, Bob Einstein, Jerry Seinfeld, everybody. They're all Jewish. So you get a lot of Jewish culture just from comedy, I feel like. Um, that's that's true. Um, so, you know, they, they come up. This is, you know, the Shabbos Goy is another reason why um, this comedy comes out. Because there was so much creativity in coming up with these solutions. Every building in Israel has uh, two elevators, one that goes normally. The other one on Saturday would stop on every floor. 
<laughs> so oh, I live because... I live on the 33rd floor, <laughs> but I don't want to climb up 33 steps or you know 33 floors. So I'll wait, you know, 33. Because you I can't, won't do it, you but can't the, hit the, the yeah, electricity yeah. button. Yes. No, yeah. <laughs> I worked in a hotel that has didn't have stairs. In the Faena Hotel in South Beach doesn't have stairs for people. You know, they they are supposed to go in the elevator. And when it was the Shabbat, you see all the Jewish going on the stairs of the employees, and you're like, what's going on? Like, Sir, are you lost? They were like, leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to get to my room. Oh, man. (laughs) And they can't sign either, right? They can't, you can't write. You can't write? Yeah. Wow. The concept of it should be complete serenity. Don't do anything besides pray to God, theoretically. Wow. Do you practice it? I do not. So I, I'm not a religion person. He, he's he, he's Israeli, but he's not really necessarily Jewish, right? Well, is I am the, Jewish. Is that one and the same? Well, no. So I think um, Israeli is a person who was born in Israel. So you have people who are Jewish, Muslim, Christians in Israel that are all Israeli. Okay. So Jewish is a religion. Uh, and so there's people in the U.S. that are Jewish but are not Israeli. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm a Jewish Israeli, but I guess I'm I'm secular in the sense that you know you don't I, practice. I, I, yeah, I, I'll take the elevator and not take the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think uh, that's gonna be a good note to go out on. Not a whole hell of a lot of Spanish in this. Hey, episode. but we actually learned a lot. We learned. I learned more in this episode than any other episode we've ever had. But Sorry for ruining the concept. No, no it's all no, good. No. We're gonna we're gonna come back hard. Next week with or a good not. episode <laughs> um, with some serious Spanish translations Duro. next week. No, I think we need, we shouldn't say that because that's discouraging our listeners. We, there was a Spanish. Yeah. Oh, and before we're done, we're going to do a lightning round of words that we talked about today. And we're just going to learn hear the Spanish version of those words real quick. So... We're going to start right now. Pescado. So, fish. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to find the translation of pescado. <laughs> I'm so, like, what? I don't know. So, investment. Inversión. Sleep. Dormir. Wall Street. La Bolsa. Calle de Muro. <laughs> Wall calle. Street will be Calle de Muro. La calle, the street of the Muro. I worked. Yo trabajé. I currently work. Yo trabajo ahora. I am employed. Yo soy empleado. I am an investment banker. Soy un inversor de banco. I invest in stock. Yo invierto en acciones. Ah, it is true. Es verdad. It is not true. No es verdad. We work. Nosotros trabajamos. We do not work. Nosotros <laughs> no trabajamos. Real estate. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. <laughs> Cuckoo. And that's going to do it. My name's Aaron Brown. That's me, Lena Brown. That's Dave Humble. That's Asaf Zandler. We are Lingo Para Gringo. Thanks for listening, guys. Check us out on Instagram. Shalom. Ciao. Shabbat. Shalom. Shalom. Toda. Ow.